This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of Radiant Reflections. It's JB and Josh. I, did I throw you there? I, you did. I pointed the, to you first. The, the two Joshes. I'm just, I'm just mixing mixing things up a little Who bit. Who is today. it? Somebody said Josh squared or something like that. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. man, ladies and gentlemen, you get ready because if all things go as planned, next week will really be the Josh cast. Because, That's right. Yeah. That's right. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a guest on next week's podcast. His name is Tony. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, hey, uh, good morning. We've got a special treat for you in our, in our coffee segment here today. Yep. Okay. Because not only are we talking about third wave coffee, JB, you've got a you've got to unpack that little magical thingy that you. Okay. Uh, special thanks to Skylar Koblenz, who is the owner of Tether Coffee Roasters. Uh, very, very great coffee, special coffee from Thailand. I'll tell you to grab a cup of that. Have we had? We have that, had. That, that mm-hmm. name sounds familiar. Yes, we have drank ta- uh, that coffee. It's it's good. It's really good. Uh, but I've been aware of this. There's something called third wave water. That's right. Josh, Frank, like all of you just. <laughs> Laugh now. Yeah, that's right. Let's get give it, them a little moment. Get it out of your system. Go ahead. They're probably still <laughs> laughing. Still probably now even. Okay. so. So. There, the idea at is, least one of them, at least one of them reached for their phone to Google this. Yes. It's see, real to see if this is a real, it's thing. real. So I've known about it for a while and I thought about getting some, but I didn't. Okay. So here's, here's what it is. So you think about what coffee is 98.5%, something like that is the water. The soluble part of it is a very, very small part of what you're drinking. The bean itself that's ground up, right? So water is a really, really big part of coffee, like a huge part. So like if you have really crappy water, your coffee is going to be crappy. So there are companies out there that will sell you a small packet. It looks like a, like a Splenda kind of packet or something. Can you get that closer? I don't know if it's. Well, it won't. Here's why. (laughs) The cameras are trained to focus Uh, on eyeballs, unfortunately. So. This little packet, third wave water, it's called. It's this is the classic profile. You can get different profiles as well. I, I have an espresso profile coming in the mail. <laughs> thanks, thanks be to thanks be to Amazon. <laughs> and you get a gallon of distilled water, distilled, so there's nothing in it. And then you put this little packet of stuff in it. You shake it up, and it is the perfect blend of what you want for water uh, for coffee. And we have brewed this lovely coffee. I didn't even grab it. I got to go grab it. Oh, Keep talking. You get the bag. Yeah. So <clears throat> we wanted uh, we wanted to put uh, JB on the hot seat today. So I I went online. I don't again. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not an expert. You need to pull the anything. bag out of that though. That is really beautiful. So the, this everything is, about it is beautiful. I don't know if you guys can see that. This is this is from Parlor Coffee. They're a roaster in Brooklyn. New the York. packaging is just, I love the cherry, the coffee cherries. Yep. I don't know if they'll be able to see it it's or not. A, yeah. But what on the package, maybe that might work. The packaging, yeah, you see it's got coffee leaves. It won't focus. Uh, it forces itself, you know, which is great for a talking head kind of podcast like this, but 
Yeah. Any rate. Yeah. So, oh, is that like what's that little thing? That, right there? Okay. So that's a release valve. So that doesn't allow huh. any air in, but it allows carbon dioxide to get out because okay. uh, as coffee ages, it releases uh, carbon dioxide. So I went online mm-hmm. and I I just I went to Mother Google and Lady uh, Google. Lady Google. Oh, I was thinking all oh, because you always ask your mom all the questions. Like if you need to know something, you go to your mom. But sure. Lady Google. That was that's your term. Uh, I went to Google and and just typed in top third wave coffee and I came across this article and it listed 20 third wave coffee roasters and one of those was parlor coffee and it, it listed the notes on here so I said you know what? I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy this bag, bag of coffee uh-huh. have JB brew it and uh then see what he tastes so he doesn't know he doesn't know what the no notes idea. are I didn't. I have it, no idea. They didn't put it on the package, but it was on their website. So I just I took a snapshot off their website. Okay. So if it had been on the package, I would have uh, I would have crossed it out. Kept the package. So JB uh, couldn't have done it. But again, this is Parlor Coffee, and this is their Wallabout, and it's a blend, seasonal. Yeah. So seasonally sourced, which and very fresh coffee. Yeah. This was roasted like a week ago or yes, something like which that. Which right yeah. now is prime. About a week in really good so, so now so you'll have to take that and like do your whole vacuum seal thing and you can yes drink that at your leasure well we so, could drink it yeah or we, we could just, yeah we could drink freeze it, it whenever we want um okay so what do you taste okay in this third wave coffee made with third wave water uh i taste lime zest i taste uh dark cherries i taste pomegranate are you bullcrapping me right no, now? I'm not. I'm not. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, and Josh, you would agree with this, I think. When you open the bag, the cherry uh, tobacco smell from just the raw beans, there was a cherry sort of tobacco smell, like your grandpa would smoke the cherry tobacco in a pipe. Which, but, I mean, it really good, really good smell. Beautiful smell. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah. Uh, that's what I smell, or that's what I taste. Well, so am I even in the galaxy of? You're not, whatever. but here's the thing: like, okay. I I feel like I don't taste pomegranate or zesty, like anything specific, but I do feel like it tastes fruity. However, it is fruity apples. I taste green apples as well. But what what they say is that this should have notes of chocolate, okay, toffee, hmm. and brown sugar. Brown sugar. Okay. But I, again, I don't have any specific fruits, but it does have a fruity, fruity vibe to it. And yet there were no fruits in the tasting Mm -hmm. notes. So that's interesting because Skylar told me that when you begin using the third wave water, (laughs) here, I'll do this for Kinsey, my pinky out, that the fruity notes really come out in the coffee. So. Well, there you have it, folks. I really don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to coffee. <laughs> well, or or like to drink it, or they don't. Uh, but I mean, the fact that, but the fact yeah, that you, I doubt that's the fact the... that you drink. The fact that you drink it, and you're like picking up things like pomegranate. Like I don't even know what pomegranate tastes like, let alone what it tastes like in a cup of coffee. The pomegranate's a very you know tart, zesty, berry sort of taste. Those little bits little, and bobbits. Yeah, because you got to crunch all those itty bitty mm-hmm. jabber They're in there. yummy. Pomegranates so. are yummy. Hmm. I've not eaten one in a long time, but they're pretty good. Uh, well, hey, okay. speaking of coffee, JB had a really good idea. 
we had a crazy idea. I, I like it, and so we're gonna pitch it. I, we're we're here it comes. <laughs> we're still hammering this out. Yeah, you know, we talk about coffee a lot, we and do. and we've had some conversations with people that are either uh, flabbergasted about the weirdness, or yeah, or sort of intrigued mm-hmm. by the the level of coffee uh, genius wackadoo that JB has. I'm just long for the ride. I just I just buy random bags of coffee and and drink them. It's delicious uh, so coffee. It's it is great, it's really great good coffee. choice. It's really good coffee. Um, but so here's what we're thinking. We're thinking, and we wanted to we want to make this. We you know we we previously mentioned like this whole idea of like, hey, what do we do if we get like a thousand subscribers? Yeah, we don't want to wait till we get a thousand subscribers to do this. So what if we yeah. do? We're currently at on our YouTube channel for the Radiant Life Church. We're at 691 So we're talking specifically YouTube subscribers. Yes, this is okay. YouTube subscribers. Okay. So what if, what do you think about like 750? Okay, I like it. 750? It's a great goal. So if we hit 750 subscribers no, on a- when? Don't say- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is, no, we will. I mean, we will. We, we, we have no doubt. Yes. We have no doubt. When we, because we want to do this thing. Yeah. When we hit 750 subscribers on our YouTube channel- Mm-hmm. We are going to do, and we're all, it's, the ideas are rolling for this, right? Mm-hmm. We are going to do, you, you should tell them, it was your idea, bro. Well, it, a special shout out to George, right? Uh, George talked to me yesterday. He's like, er, no, yeah, I well, think I saw him at the play. I think I saw him at the musical, Okay, um, the high school musical. And he was saying, I really want to try some of this coffee you guys are talking about. So here's the idea. What if we did a Radiant Reflections coffee event? Okay, so all the subscribers who want to uh, can come. We'll do this at the church. We'll do it in the lobby. I'll bring all my gear. So I'll bring my espresso machine. I'll bring my my good grinder from home. We will get a variety of of third wave third wave coffee. coffees, different different kinds of coffee, and we'll brew it in a ton of different ways. Okay, which if you're lucky, if you're lucky, he will make you some Japanese cold brew. Yes, that's we will still, do that. That's still like all time favorite cup of coffee. Like you used to do mm. that Japanese cold brew. So good. It's really a really great way to brew coffee, especially in the summer. It's so refreshing. Uh, but we'll brew, we'll do some espressos. We'll do uh, some Kalitas. We'll do some Chemex. We'll do some Clevers. Uh, and most of you have no idea what that means, but it's all right. These are gonna, just different brewing you, methods. You get, a, you get to come and drink delicious coffee with us. Yes. So, so we'll, we'll do some sort of registration so we know how much coffee uh, to get because maybe no one really does want to come. Maybe right. it's just George. Well, I mean, we're not going to buy like you know 12 yeah. pounds of coffee if, if yeah. four people are going to come. Right. And the other idea is a special thanks. We're going to look into this and see because we don't want to be drinking like this size cups of coffee of everything that I make. We would have heart attacks. That could be hazardous. Yeah. So we're thinking we're going to try if we can do it affordably, we're going to try to find some espresso cups. So they'll be, you know, basically two ounce or three ounce tasting cups. We'll put the radiant uh, branded. Yeah. We'll put a radiant life uh, uh, logo on that thing. And if you sign up and you come after we get 750 subscribers, you'll get one of these cool cups uh, and you'll get to taste. We'll just have little, you know, an ounce or two of each of the kinds of coffee that we brew that day. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll probably do it. I would say, I, I don't know. It, 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 a lot of people work. So we'd have to either do it on a Saturday, nine o'clock, something in the morning, or maybe a Sunday after church. You don't want to do it too late in the day though. Otherwise that ca- caffeine, no one's going to sleep. Sure. But I don't know. One we'll o'clock. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out times. We'll figure it but out. 750 subscribers. So share this with your friends, like share, uh, definitely. And I would encourage you, a lot of you are sharing the audio on Facebook. That's awesome. 
if you want to see the subscribers for YouTube uh, happen, take the YouTube feed for mm-hmm. those watching, put that on Facebook, yep. share that on Facebook, and maybe even encourage people to subscribe in your description. Like, hey, I like this podcast. It was good. Or these guys are crazy. I don't know why they're talking about this stuff, but you should subscribe and get a good laugh. That's right. Hey, you want a good belly laugh? Listen to these yes. guys talk about third wave water. Yes. Uh- <laughs> yes. With our pinkies out, right? right. Yeah. But no, so that's, I don't know, we're, we're kind of excited. JB yeah. pitched that idea, he came up with that, and I love it. So uh, we want to run with that. But yeah. we wanted to tie it into some sort of a some sort of a goal. Yeah. Uh, but we know we can hit 750. That's Easy. Piece of cake. 59 of, of you. Yeah. 59 of you. 59 of your friends and family. There we go. Yeah, there you go. All right. What about the message, Josh? Yes. It was, so- a, it was an interesting, different thing we've never <laughs> done before because poor Pastor Ryan yeah, we were uh, got the crud that's going around, and he was not feeling tops, and so yeah. So we mixed things up a little bit we yesterday. Did. Yeah, it was we great. Did. We did. Uh, yeah. So uh, originally, Pastor Ryan was slated to to deliver the message yesterday, and he was going to continue the conversation about worship. Mm. Pastor Brandon started that the the previous week, and mm-hmm. he talked about worship in the secret place. Pastor Ryan was going to now take that and build on it uh for worship in a corporate setting mm-hmm. uh but yeah unfortunately he was out of commission yeah so brandon and i kind of tag awesome. team that bugger yep which was fun i don't know we ought to we ought, we got to get you up there to tag team sometimes here's it's, the thing it's, it's a lot of fun we were back in the green room talking and everybody was like this is like a ted talk this is like a cool ted talk hmm. you know that's what it, it or or I said after somebody, I think Joel said it, it seems like a TED talk. I was like, it's almost like a podcast. You got two hosts that are just kind of talking back and forth about perceptions on worship, on different components. It felt more like a conversation than like a preachy sort of sermon thing. Maybe that's why, because like, it mean? was like, like it was very, it was, it was, it was very comfortable I mean, yes. for me, like being up on, on platform, like it was, it was very comfortable and maybe that's why. Because in in a sense, it felt like back and forth. Felt like this, yeah. So and yeah, yeah. I it was this. good. You guys had four sort of categories in talking about worship. Let's unpack each of those and maybe maybe double click even a little bit more. But uh, forgive me, I watched the I watched the message. And I was going to screenshot those four things, and I did not do it, but... That's all right. That's all right. Um, but Josh I also, also for those that did watch the broadcast and you weren't live in the room, I want to apologize. I went back and watched part of, part of the broadcast yesterday. I breathe really loudly. Even I'm watching, and my wife is like, wow, you breathe really loudly. I was like... <laughs> you didn't, did you not have the puffer on the end of the... Mic? I didn't have the okay. puffer, but... Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm I'm That's really bad at, at placement. Like, the our broadcast audio team has gotten after me like you have to move your mic like we can hear you breathing i'm just really bad about that so i'm sorry for all those of you that have to hear me we have a new (laughs) mic coming for pastor ryan and my guess is that all of the other mics are going to get sold on reverb or ebay or marketplace and this new mic will be the new thing if you uh if you need a new microphone headset microphone yeah DPA 4066 and a DPA 4088. And hut pigtail with a TA4F switchcraft connector. Did you guys get that? That's more complicated than third wave water. Uh, no, so we did. So we yes. talked, we talked first of all, that worship is, it's a response to who God is. Yeah. And it, and it's a response to what God has done, right? This is kind of who uh, God what is. What we would suggest. What God has done. Right. This is kind of what fuels our worship. Mm-hmm. Right. Because worship is, and you've talked about this from stage before, right? Like this is where we, we ascribe 
worth to God. Mm-hmm. Right? And because he is worthy. Yeah. He's worthy of all praise, all honor, all glory. Right. So because of who he is, we worship. Mm-hmm. And because of what he's done for us. Right. How do how can we not respond? You know, one of the things that, that Pastor Brandon talked about on the previous Sunday was Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is one of these forms of, of worship. Yeah. Right. And and when we recognize what God has done for us, like how can we not express mm. that gratitude? To him for for what he's accomplished on our behalf at the cross yeah. and continuing through the work of Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about those two things, but then we talked about worship as uh, an expression of love, mm-hmm. of joy and excitement, mm-hmm. of our needs and and trust, and then uh, an expression of of awe, wonder, and reverence. So those were those were those four four areas that we unpacked. And again, this, we talked about this kind of in, okay, honestly, I don't know that we necessarily did justice to worship specifically in a corporate setting, but. Why? Why do you say that? I I mean, because I felt we we focused a little bit more on what worship is and why we do it. Mm-hmm. Then specifically connect. Now we, I mean, we had a couple of passages where you know we, mm-hmm. we read about uh, you know this this happening in a, in, a, in a public setting, but I don't know that we made a really good case hmm. for why. I don't know. I mean, that's that's my sure. that's one of the reasons. Again, I go back when 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 I am involved in the teaching, I typically go back and watch to say, hey, did I communicate what I was sure what I felt like I was supposed to? And I and I I do feel like we communicated what we felt like Holy Spirit. Laid on our hearts. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that we we did a we made a very good case for corporate worship. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, you can speak into that if you want, but well, specifically on love, what do you mean by that, Josh? When you say worship in response to love, talk more about that. Well, it's just it's kind of that idea, and and I alluded to this uh, yesterday, right? Like when we talk about loving people like our kids, our, our spouse, mm-hmm. like that's not like there are things that we do. Like there, there are, there mm-hmm. are actions that, that back up the statement. Mm-hmm. I love you. Right. I tell my wife, I love you. But then I also, I conduct myself in a way that, right. That actually elevates her and demonstrates right. my love. You said in the message, uh, if I were only to tell my wife, that I loved her, but did not live in a way and treat her in a way that displays and and proves what I say. You said I don't really love her, right? Or something to that effect. Right. I mean, I, I said, man, you should probably get some counseling. counseling. That's, <laughs> that's it. You should come see us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because I mean, because the, it 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 demands action. Yes. Right? Lo- it does. Love love is an action, right? Like in our culture, we've made it this wishy washy, mm-hmm. like ooh, right? Like the Bambi, like Twitter pated right. kind of thing. It's true, uh, and that, but that's not what it is. No, but this is why you have couples that quote unquote fall out of love, right? It's like, well, it's sure, statistically, that 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 high emotional feeling, like that's gone. The in, honeymoon with, within, phase. yeah, that's gone sure. within two years. Right? But what comes after that is even better if you if you yes. choose to make it. Yes, make it so. Right? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm not just I'm not just telling my wife I love her because I've got this hormonal attraction high right. Sure. I'm I'm telling her I love her because I'm choosing to love her. Yeah. I'm choosing to to put her before myself. I'm yeah. choosing to to elevate her. Um, how do we do that with God? Like how do we? How does what does that look like in terms of corporate worship? 
and a response because I'm assuming you're saying like the response to God's love for us. So it's it's both. Okay, I, I would say it's both, and that's where you know uh, we it's Psalm. I think it was Psalm 63. It talks about uh, because of the steadfast love of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? So so there is a response to His love for us. Mm. Again, that's that's kind of that idea of like we respond to what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. So we respond to His love for us mm-hmm. uh, with with gratitude with yeah. uh, affection in a sense yeah but then we also because a lot of us would say right within the church we would say oh yeah I, I love i love the lord yeah you know i love jesus yeah like we'll do like right do, like in a sense prove it maybe that sounds bad but no like, i i think that that there's some wisdom there because it, it goes back to that the example of you and your wife you know if you just tell nicole but you don't do anything uh, so let's let's double click even more. What are some ways that we can respond in worship to God because of His love for us? What are some things that that we could do? Let's use your language to prove that we love God. What can we do? I'm well, thinking right away of tithing. Oh, right, giving is yeah, a yeah. way. It's it's one of the number one ways that we can say to God. Here's what I believe. I believe that everything that I have, everything that uh, I own comes from God. That's my first faith step mm. is an awareness of what I have as, as being from God. Secondly, to say, God, I, I love you and I want to contribute to your kingdom expansion on earth. And I recognize that that requires funding and it requires finances and it requires my faithfulness. So I think tithing is a great way. And a lot of people say, was it, I always get a mixed up Spurgeon or Moody, one of these guys, you know, if you want to know where a person's uh, focus is in life, look at their checkbook. Look at checkbook. Yeah, which yeah. Rasika, we, we'll spoke Rasika. She doesn't have a checkbook, doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Gen Z <laughs> folks. But I think that's that's actually a really good aspect because a lot of people might not think of that, 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 that as, worship. as an act of worship, but that mm-hmm. absolutely is. It is. Because it's, that's, you know, we even use that language and, and we didn't come up with it, but you know, that idea of putting God first. Yeah. Right. Again, that's where, like when I love my wife, there, there is mm-hmm. in a very real way that's, that's putting her before There's myself. There's sacrifice. That's putting her first. Oh, for sure. There's sacrifice. For meaning sure. you could have done this thing, but instead you chose to do this other thing. And consider in the scriptures, all of the examples and patterns and, and uh, ways that we see worship taking place. It always came with an offering. And it wasn't just us coming and listening to the band and hearing great preaching and, and all of this. It was coming with a dove. It was coming with a, a lamb. It was coming with a, uh, and, and sometimes finances, right? It was actually coming with a sacrifice to God mm-hmm. beyond just my singing and those sorts of things. So what are some other ways, Josh, that you you see love or unless you, you don't want to blaze past what I'm saying there? Well, no, I mean, I think that's a really good, it's it's really good to, to draw that line back to kind of the original, you know, uh, idea of worship temple that we tabernacle see. you know again which we're not we're not advocating that we go back to that model because no. you know christ you know he did away with that yes. uh, with his sacrifice however we do see that like there was a very real very real, i mean because sheep um they probably weren't cheap right? no. like this this literally cost you yes to, to bring your sacrifice to worship yes the lord right so i mean there's there is a sacrifice there now you could you could take that and, and in and in a small way but I think you have, and we and we talked a little bit about the idea, like how you know sometimes we don't engage in corporate worship, 
we don't take certain postures in worship mm -hmm. and it's out of fear mm -hmm. of hey what are the people around me going to think but even there i think there's an element of sacrifice right letting go of mm -hmm. of my comfort zone mm. uh, to to put god first and say man if if this is what holy spirit is prompting me to do you know pastor brandon mentioned that in the message or man there are times where he he feels compelled to, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you know, fall to his knees. Yeah. But he's like, uh, like, what are people? What That's are people real, man. Oh, absolutely, That's real. absolutely. Love like that. We, like we, like we, yeah. we wrestle with that sometimes. But then it, ultimately, it's that it's the question of, well, am I going to? Holy Spirit is prompting this in mm -hmm. me. Am I going to put Him first and respond to what He's calling me to do in obedience, mm -hmm. or am I going to put me first in mm -hmm. my comfort zone first? Right, so again, in in a different way than you know, killing sheep and goats. Mm -hmm. right? Like there is a there's a sacrifice of self of, of worship. Yeah, of, of self pride. I mean, I mean, Paul talks in Romans twelve. Right, we're supposed as as followers of Jesus, we're called to be living sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Right, this should be a lifestyle mm -hmm. where we are 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 setting ourselves aside. Jesus uses the language of daily take up your cross. Mm -hmm. Right, it's yeah. this, this idea of sacrifice, worship. Is an act of sacrifice. It is, and that can look a variety of ways. I'm really glad you brought up, you know, the idea of giving, because mm -hmm. like, man, we are we are called to to be generous. We're called to sacrifice on behalf of others to bless others, mm -hmm. uh, and that's uh, reciprocal of of the blessing that has been poured out on us. And that that has nothing to do, honestly, with Radiant Life Church or no. with building building no. what God's doing at Radiant Life. It could, but it doesn't necessarily. And I, th I think the, the thing that's important to think about um, is the why, and the why is love. Mm. If your why for giving or tithing is not a worshipful love that's reciprocating back to God because of what he's done for you, keep your money. Just Just keep it. God, God wants a cheerful, he's, joyful, he's a, yeah, a, a, a cheerful giver, a joyful, you know, mm -hmm. this, this joy partnered, which we talked, mm -hmm. that was one of the expressions of love, right. That we talked about is, is this idea of joy and excitement. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's God, he's not after your money. No, <laughs> he's heart. He, yeah, he's after your heart. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't need your money. No. He doesn't. Scripture says he owns the cattle on a thousand that's hills, right. which is, is symbolic of pretty much he's got everything he could ever need mm -hmm. right he's he's not he doesn't ask us to bring back to him because he's in need right right he's he's not like oh man i'm hungry i hope somebody brings me a you know a nice you know beef cow uh, today <laughs> right? right it isn't <laughs> it isn't that he's after our hearts and he knows he knows the grip that things like money and no, possessions man. can have on us right and so he says hey there's there's the sacrifice that that demonstrates love mm -hmm. for god right putting right. him first but it also helps break the grip mm -hmm. that stuff has on us yeah so yeah it's it's kind of a, a multi-faceted uh benefit yeah. yeah what what about joy josh if we go on to the that second point uh unpack that a little bit more so i mean scripture talks about the city of the joy of our salvation right and this mm. this again ties back to one of those and that's where we we, we kind of wanted to anchor everything in that you know who god is what god has done right the joy of our salvation through christ you and i if we come to him in faith we are saved right and and nobody can nobody can take that away from us right right like holy cow how how do we not have joy at that now joy doesn't mean that you're you're smiley all the time <laughs> right, right? That's, that's not necessarily what joy is 
right? It's it's not the same thing as happiness, right? Happiness right. can be is is more circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like that made me happy today. Oh, cool. Situational uh, j- joy uh, can exist regardless of the of the circumstances around you, right? Because your joy is ultimately based in Christ and what He accomplished for you. Again, the joy of our salvation, right? Your circumstances can't take that away from you. Yeah, and and in that we can say, ah. No matter what's happening, man, I love, there's a book, um, Total Journal Blank, Nick Ripkin. It's, that's not his actual name. It's a, it's a, it's a pen name. Um, oh man, the insanity of God Mm. is the name of the book. Okay. And he writes, he did a lot of work, uh, with the persecuted church, Mm. right, man. And he, and he, he interviews these pastors in some of like the Soviet bloc countries, like, and they're like, they're in prison, like, because they had a page of the Bible, you know, like, I mean, but, but he, he interviews some of these people and, and they're, they have this unshakable joy, mm. right? They, they refer to this idea of a, of a heart song, right? This, this thing like, Hey man, I'm in prison, but man, I can, I'm worshiping God through song. Mm-hmm. Like this is my song. Why and, is and, that? And they maintain this joy because regardless of their circumstances, yeah. right, they have joy yeah. in, in, in Jesus. Yeah. And you read that in scripture, and we've mentioned this briefly, right? Like you you see this weird, weird thing, so countercultural for us in, in, in Western culture. But like you, you see the early church, like they rejoice because they were allowed to suffer for the name of Christ. Like that's <laughs> counted worthy right. to suffer They're for like, the name hey, of Christ. We got to be beat up and thrown in prison yeah. because of Christ. Yeah. Like, and they were they took joy. I don't know. That's that's yeah. next level. I don't know if I'm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. Yeah, and yet, well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Were you gonna, we we you gonna... we if we look back in the last three year window of our existence, we talk <laughs> about ways the church has been persecuted. Oh, that yeah, is false. We have not been persecuted. Uh, talk to one of your brothers or sisters in another country, and then reframe your thinking. Yeah, because it's it's not persecution. Josh, why do you think just those examples that you gave us? Why do you think that people um, th- those folks that you described? Why do you think that they're able to keep that joy and keep a new song, that heart song of worship in the midst? How do they do this? How is this? Well, I mean, that's a great question. That's a good question. I mean, I, I think some of it is just is is uh, perspective. Okay. Like, like they, they, they know, like they know, mm-hmm. not just intellectual, right? We've talked about this, mm-hmm. this heart and mind, right. like kind of the, the, the connections and sometimes the dissonance there. Yeah. Um, I think to their very core, right? That one Psalm talks about my, my inmost being, mm. uh, I think in their inmost being, they, they have experienced Jesus mm. and and you can't you can't walk away from that. I mean you could again I'm not saying <laughs> not a some of them don't yeah. right I mean but I mean like like they know they've experienced the transforming power of Jesus and and you're never the same how, okay like, how do we cultivate this like what do we do uh as as people in in the affluence of of Western Christianity, in our third wave coffee and water and all that <laughs> stuff, how do we how do we cultivate that sort of joyful worship 
regardless? What do we do? Um, I don't know. And I'll, I'll be curious to pick your brain on this, but okay. I, I will bounce back to, to what you talked about, like with tithing, mm. right? Like I would say, and this is, I don't want to get legalistic about it, right? Tithe, tithe, tithe just means a 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get legalistic about percentage. Cause I actually, I think we should be, we should be giving way beyond that. I don't know. That's personal. That's a personal belief. But, but I actually yeah. think, I think that's actually one way, right? Like, mm-hmm the more we're able to let go of there's joy some, some of the other things okay like there's joy in that right when i'm when i'm able to i don't know, i got to formulate my thoughts you were going to say well, something though Speaking i think you're you're hitting on something and it's you guys are, are going to viewers and listeners you know josh and i talk a lot about the spiritual practices and disciplines giving is definitely a practice and a discipline that sacrifice so I think the way to cultivate uh, a more biblical approach to worship and to maintain joy is to do the things that Jesus did and do the practices and the disciplines that Jesus did that bring about an awareness, Mm. right? I think we go about our days, especially in the American world, uh, American culture and our phones and all the things that are hitting us. And I think it's easy for us to go through whole days without an awareness of God's presence in our lives. We still believe. It's not like we've lost faith in Jesus, but there's not a there's not a abiding constant awareness of the presence of God, mm-hmm. his Holy Spirit. And so I think that the offices, you know, are a great way to just bleh, <laughs> jog the senses throughout the day, morning. There's there's five offices if you if you want to check that out. Uh, but Josh and I have talked about the the daily bookends, right? We've talked about how what does it look like, and we're never we never talk about quantity, we never talk about how much. But starting your day with Jesus and ending your day with Jesus, those sorts of things bring about an awareness which which causes more love, causes more joy. What you got which, your thoughts? Well, well, I was just gonna say, and I mentioned this before, and uh, shout out to Ingrid again for for just turning me out of this app. But the Lectio mm. three sixty five, mm, Lectio right? Divina, like, like you've yeah. got a you've got a morning and an mm-hmm. evening, like a, a beginning of the day and an end of a day mm-hmm. uh, reflection, which is again gives you that mm-hmm. gives you that bookend. And it's like, man, it's like these Australian and British voices, like super, like you listen mellow. to them all day, like you'll listen to like. This is good. I mean, man, yeah. you listen to it right before we go to bed. How how are you yeah. not gonna like fall? Because it's like, oh yeah. Another great <laughs> app I will encourage you to check out is the Abide app. The Abide app is another discipleship kind of app where they're reading scripture and it's meditative. But what are we talking about? We're talking about a contemplative lifestyle. This is ancient, friends. This is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Our our brothers and sisters, the fathers and mothers of the faith developed these ways to live a contemplative lifestyle within their own context. How much more do we need uh, the daily rhythms of of being aware of the presence of God uh, to, to battle against what's going on in the world? So, okay, Josh, we talked about love, joy. Now, the third thing you mentioned was worshiping from a a need Mm -hmm. double click on that yeah so this is this is connected to that idea of lament that brandon talked about in that in that first define lament for us so again it's 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 not a word we use no but i mean i i love the way that uh brandon unpacked it right it's this it's this recognition of the gap between our experience and the goodness of god Mm. right and and so in that place like where we feel like 
everything is falling apart. Mm -hmm. Again, man, you read the Psalms. Yes. You read the Psalms, whether David. it's David or one of the other psalmists, like mm -hmm. the, you've, you've got this language and they're just like, man, like the world yeah. is falling to pieces around yeah. me. But. You know, but, but, or yet, yet mm. I will praise the Lord. Even so. Right? It's this, it's this, yeah. I mean, so, so you see that you see the psalmist in these places, right? He's, he's describing what he's feeling, what he's experiencing, but then he's also, he's turning this corner. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's this idea that despite what I experience, I'm going to hold on to what I know of God. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that would be an act of worship, right? You see this at Job, mm -hmm. right? His mm -hmm. whole life falls apart and he's sitting in this place and he says, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed right. be the name of the Lord, right? Like he just lost everything. Right. And he's like, nope, I'm going to just, I'm going to trust that that God is still in control of this, that, that God is still on his throne and I'm going to bless his name. Even though, even mm -hmm. though right now, like everything is pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that, in that place, right? Sometimes I think we, when we're in that place of, of disconnect to where it doesn't seem like God is good, I think we can very easily fall into a place of self-pity Mm -hmm. We can fall into a place of resentment mm -hmm. towards God because we're upset. Man, like, Lord, if you're so good, why could you let this happen? Right. And, I, and I think in our flesh, that's where we go. Worship breaks us out of that. Mm. So so it, it, how does maybe, it do maybe that? It, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not a right, maybe it, it's not a, a very good wording to say that it, you know, worship is an expression of, of our need. Maybe yeah, a response man. to the need. Yeah, but but again, it just it reorients us to 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 a proper perspective, mm. right? Like when we when we stay in that place of self pity, when we when we stay in that place of resentment towards mm -hmm. God, what we are what we are ultimately doing is elevating ourselves above God. Mm. We're saying, Lord, you owe me this. Wow. And and I I'm gonna yeah. hold it against you that you didn't <laughs> do what I wanted you to do. Yeah. Right, so we've just we've we've just elevated ourselves above God. Did God really say worship? Yeah, worship says, "I'm I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, I like this doesn't make sense to me. But God is still God, mm -hmm. and if, He's good. If 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 this is what He sees fit to allow to happen, mm. I'm going to trust. Right, and that was the second part of that. Right, because we talked about it's an expression of needs and trust. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to trust that he is faithful to be who he said he is. In the midst of it. In the midst of mm. it. Right? It takes our eyes off of ourself. Mm -hmm. So we're not in that place of, of self-pity. We're not in that place of resentment, again, which elevates ourself. But we, we, we remember our position relative to God. Mm. You know, Scripture talks about, you know, we can maintain humility. I think it's Peter who writes about this. Like we maintain humility by remembering ourselves in relation to God, and you yeah, know what? we, <laughs> yeah, he's he's always bigger and better uh, than we are. Yeah, uh, in worship, you know, that, sometimes it's just that verbal recognition. Lord, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But you say you're good. I'm going to believe that you're good, and that and that pulls us out of that that yeah. place of self pity. I don't know if that makes sense. Josh, I like I like what you've done there because by talking about need and lament as a form of, of worship, 
uh, and questioning that, that insular sort of myopic focus on self, you're actually saying to us, look, jog, jog your perceptions of who Mm -hmm. your situation. When you reorient that, I think about what Cain, Mm -hmm. you know, like the situation with Cain, right? We know this story in in the scriptures where uh, Cain is jealous because his brother Abel's offering was accepted by God and his offering was not accepted. And Cain kills his brother and God comes to Cain and says, Cain, where's your brother? My, My brother's keeper. Am I supposed to babysit this dude? Come on. He's grown. You know what, man? Uh, and, and God says, behold, Cain, uh, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Sin is at the doorway. It's right in front of you. And it's desire is to have you. Why is your countenance downcast? God says to him, why are you depressed? So we, we can't say, we won't say we are not saying that all depression is because of a wrong perception mm. of who God is. But I think some of it is, Josh. Mm. I think some of the seasons of lament that we find ourselves in, they're self-inflicted. Oh. Because I'll, I'll, I'll we've chosen that. to do what you just said, which is focus on the situation and the circumstance rather than the goodness of God. And Josh or I are not making light of your circumstance, whatever season you're finding yourself in. There's things that people suffer and go through that are, uh, I tell people I'm 43 years old. I haven't suffered a day in my life, literally until I experienced vertigo. (laughs) I suffered when I had vertigo, but otherwise you were, you were pretty bad. I've never, (laughs) I mean, I've had kidney stones too, but anyway, physical suffering. That was a, whoa. Unbelievable. So there are things that people go through that we're not making light of, and even beyond physical things, emotional things. But perhaps Josh's exhortation to reorient uh, and just begin to say, God, I don't understand. God, I'm angry. Tell God how you feel. Mm -hmm. God, I don't understand this. I don't understand why you would allow this, but I'm going to go back to what I know. Chuck Smith said that, you know, when you don't know what to do, always fall back on what you know about God. Mm. Chuck was the founder of the Calvary Chapel movement. So in those seasons of lament and need, you have to shift to trust. You have to shift to a place to say, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but God, I know you're good. I know that you're good. And I was, I had a conversation with somebody after first service and I really, I really wish that I had been able to, uh, she had some other engagements. Otherwise I I would have not literally, but like dragged her on stage mm. uh, in second service. Oh, wow. Because she shared with me a testimony of of a time of pretty tragic and traumatic loss that she walked through mm. and how worship was what got her through that. And wow. I was like, oh, like wow. this is, I mean, we're talking like, like multiple deaths of like very close, like loss of a child. I mean, it was like, it was significant. A snowball significant downhill. Significant wow. loss. And just the role of mm-hmm. worship. And and she even alluded to the fact that like people around her didn't they didn't get it. They're like, how are like how are you able to work? But it's it's like she had this mm-hmm. I, I would say she had a, a right uh connection to God in the midst of that. A recognition, a recognition that even though all of this stuff happened, mm-hmm. like God was still good. Mm-hmm. God was still God. Mm-hmm. And and she was able to focus on that. And not be not be 
overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the loss that she walked through. Josh, I think about the some guests that we've had on this very podcast. You know, our brother, uh, who's with the Lord now, Pat, mm. and how he was able to focus on the goodness of God with a five and six week terminal diagnosis of cancer, mm-hmm. stage four pancreatic, and he did pass. You know, he went to be with Jesus. He's whole and well, a saint now in the presence of God right now as we sit here. Uh, but he was choosing joy and everybody that met Pat in the midst of those five weeks after diagnosis to the time that he passed, you'd bump into him at, at the at Meyer or whatever. And he was exuding this joy in the midst of need and lament. He needed healing. He was grieving because he, he was going to die. His family knew, but he had this supernatural, we all said it. It was like it was something otherworldly, right? We, I mean, we had when we had them on the podcast. Which, if you haven't watched those episodes, I think it was sixty three and sixty four. Watch right? those. those episodes. Yeah, I mean, like, like when we found out, like we're all like, "What?" You know, we're freaking out. And one of the best men I ever knew, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, God wins either way. God wins like, either oh, way." Oh man, he kept like, saying that. Know. He did. Yeah, he did. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was uh, phenomenal. It was. Okay, so this fourth one, we got just a couple more minutes. Uh, talk about awe. And and uh, I every time I hear the word awe, I think shock and awe, which was the uh, bomb oh, yeah, strategy in, uh, in, in one of the wars yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, right, that's how we're talking about. Awe in terms of worship. Yeah, awe and awe, wonder and, and reverence, right? You see this. This is actually, I was just, uh, I was wrestling with this a little bit this morning in my, uh, I'm reading through Proverbs. And it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge, right? And it's yeah. like, well, what is that, that fear, right? And there's this, and this part of that is this, this idea of reverence, like recognition mm-hmm. that like, not, I mean, God is God, right? We, and we mm-hmm. know there's like a, there's a relational component because he, he kind of, he, we're told to refer to him when we pray as, as father, mm-hmm. right? So there's a relational component, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also recognition that creator of the universe is the creator of of all that is Mm -hmm. and outside there is a there is a level of of reverence owed to him right i mean we don't live in a monarchy right but you've got places with a king or a queen right like you you bow in reverence Mm -hmm. and submission to this human authority how much greater should our our level of submission and, Mm -hmm. and reverence be to the one who has knit everything together right i mean i again i love nature i love nature i've had moments right i mean i shared a couple of images from sierra leone which i love but dude i had i had a moment this was back in 2012 i was in montana uh grass lodge i think montana we were on a a crow uh reservation and we we had we had a guide take us up wolf mountain and we're we're out looking out over all these these hills and these mountains and it was just this moment of like, like I don't think I've ever seen anything this beautiful. Like I could die right now mm. because this is so beautiful. But but in that moment, right, it 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 drew me to the the wonder and beauty of the Creator. Mm. Where we get in trouble, and Paul alludes to this in Romans chapter one. Yep. Right. We we're in awe of creation, but then we stop, mm-hmm. and and ultimately then our worship is of creation. Paul right. says we we worship the created things, not the creator. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think as we as we experience awe in in whatever, right? And maybe maybe mm-hmm. you're sitting in a in in a, in the seat 
listening to a symphony, mm-hmm. right? And, and just this beauty leaves you in awe. May that draw mm-hmm. your attention to the creator who has, who has organized and put together every, mm-hmm. every good thing, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I, I think about where I was standing in the hospital uh, when my first son, Ian, was born. You know, when I was, I was holding him, I remember, I remember the glass of the nurse station around me and I saw him for the first time. He's 21 years old now, but, uh, the awe of the Mm. creation of God, that this human being was inside of my wife, (laughs) not too many minutes ago. And now they were going to let us take him home and we're supposed to keep him alive and, uh, you know, take care of him. Uh, yeah, I, I think your point of, of nature being one of the very best teachers, uh, Psalm, it's in the 20s. Uh, it talks about uh, the circuit of the sun and the moon and the stars and that God controls this circuit and and how creation just shouts. There's no there's no place on earth. Where's that at? That's in Romans too, isn't it? Where creation doesn't speak. Well, yeah, I mean, Paul alludes in Romans 1 that, that that nature itself is a sign pointing to God, right? But you also see in Psalm, I think it's Psalm 8, it says the heavens declare the glory oh, of God. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And they do declare it. It's, it's, it's just like a bright, yeah, yeah. So I think nature is a great place, definitely, uh, to be able to connect with God and to be able to turn our focus to him. Um, uh, the studies now about sunshine and how important it is. It's just, it, it really is amazing, but okay. So Josh, we've talked about love uh, and how we can respond in love in a loving way, a form of worship. We've talked about the joy of kind of knowing who God is and that informing our worship. We've talked about need and lament and how we need to shift towards trust. And then being aware of, of just the awesomeness of who God is, uh, his very character and nature um, just hearing you talk about it in this podcast, I'm even more encouraged by yesterday's message. Mm. Yeah. But again, I don't think I did a good job unpacking the corporate aspect of it. Not, not, in, not yeah. in like a director, but I mean, again, just, mm. I, I do, I do want to, I want to, I want to tag this by saying corporate worship is important. Like we are, we are called yes. to engage in, in a sacred things. assembly together. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. if you're, if you're like, oh yeah, so they never really said it was that important. No, it's important. It's important to get together with your brothers yeah. and sisters. Paul tells uh, us in Hebrews, don't, don't forsake the, the assembling of the brothers and sisters, the, the body of Christ. Um, and we know that each Sunday when we get together, Wednesday, whenever we, we get together as a, as a church, it's just a rehearsal. Yeah. It's an I, eternal I love, rehearsal. I love, I love that language that you use. You've used yeah. that before. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Especially but. the, the, the song time, <laughs> the worship time. This is what we will be doing for eternity. And, and that, Casting again, crowns. again, that is like, is worship more than music? Yes. Oh, but yes. that is a significant means of worship that we see all throughout scripture happening <clears throat> now as Both, we sit here. Yeah. I mean, it's right it's, now it's happening in heaven, right? We, mm-hmm. we talked about that. We, we read some passages out of, out of revelation yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, but that's happening now in the heavens. Uh, you see all through the, the, the book of, of Psalms, which was a song book, mm-hmm. essentially a collection of hymns mm-hmm. and, and the language in there, right? We, we read Psalm 150 together. This it's all musical. Mm-hmm. It's all musical in, mm-hmm. in there. We see in the early church, you read in Acts 2 and or Acts chapter 4, it talks how they got together, like you know, there was teaching, there was prayer, and they were singing hymns. Yes. Like, you know, these were all elements of, of corporate time together, right? The body together, worshiping 
the name of the Lord. I, I, to kind of tie it back into the corporate thing, and then we'll get get out of here. I just wonder whether love, joy, uh, need, and lament, and awe this this can happen corporately in the corporate gathering as we remind one another. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the way that you talked earlier about uh, focusing on self in, in focusing on my own needs, my own lament versus trusting in the character and nature of God. This is corporate. There's two of us here. I was stirred up to think more carefully about that. So I think that the corporate setting in these four areas happens when we gather corporately Mm. to remind each other, hey, God loves you. There's joy in God. He's going to meet your need. and, And he's awesome. But there's also an aspect of scripture uses this language of a body, mm-hmm. right? Like we live in a very individualistic culture. We do. Uh, the, the kingdom of heaven is not an individualistic uh, mm-hmm. context. We're connected. Right. So, so when we come together, link arms, you know, metaphorically with our, with our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are reminded that it's not about us. Like mm-hmm. this isn't my kingdom. Yeah. This isn't just my personal, you know, connection to God, mm-hmm. but I'm part of something bigger. Yeah. And it's it's a reminder that I am I am dependent on both God and to to some extent my brothers and sisters to either side of me, like we are we are in this together. So, yeah. yeah, amen. Again, all all takes, I think all of that should take our focus off of off of self. Yeah, because self is a pretty big stumbling block. We'll talk more about that actually in this Sunday's message when we talk about uh, begin the conversation about prayer. Cool. Well, join us next week. Uh, We're going to have a special guest with us. I'll probably be to the right of us here. We'll have another uh, person chatting with us. Uh, And don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to this episode 18 of Radiant Reflections. And remember our goal out there, 750 subscribers on YouTube. Once we reach that coffee party, we're going to throw a coffee party. We're going to have a coffee, a Radiant Reflections coffee event. It'll be really cool. We'll, we'll, We'll have some great coffee. Uh, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.